Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Angie Martinez in Real Life Podcast. This episode and conversation is powered by Ducey. Hello, everyone. We are back. This is another episode of Edge Martinez IRL Takeaways, where we discuss all of the takeaways, the things that stick with us from our interview conversations. Um, and our last one was with Queen Alicia Keys, as we mentioned in the episode, household name Alicia Keys. Alicia is some one of those people that uh, I almost take for granted in a weird way because I've known her since the beginning of her career. And she's always so kind of, I don't know how to explain it. She carries herself as a regular human, right? That's refreshing. That has to be refreshing. She comes in like a regular human. And then you're like, wait a minute. This is Alicia freaking Keys. Alicia Keys is a big deal, guys. Um, but she doesn't really carry, like, she doesn't come in. Did she come in with an entourage? Small? No. 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 Like, it's like two group. people, yeah, like, yeah, regular. Two people, like, hey. She's very still a very New York girl. Yeah, look what she had on. She had a little varsity, minimal makeup, hair pulled back. Like, Yeah, yeah. But then she's, you know, off traveling the world and. Of course. Getting ready to start her Broadway play and. All, All the, the things, things that Alicia Keys <laughs> does. Uh, but it was great to have her. She's in good spirits. She seems to be like, I don't know, at the point in her life where she's like assessing all the things that are important and have maybe done some work on herself. And and she shares some of that. She did say she was worked with a uh, life coach at one point. She said she thinks she could be a life co- coach at this point. But there were definitely some things that stuck with me and that resonated with me in this episode. Number one, she talks about when she is in her bag and and the environment in which um, she could most be in her bag. And I felt that so deeply because all of us, um, I mean, I don't know me. I shouldn't say all of us. I guess everybody's work structure is different. I don't mm-hmm. think if any, everybody has the kind of flexibility. Like if, you, like if you have your own business or, but I would imagine that this, this idea probably could apply to different areas. So her thing was like when her team is strong and the people around her are supportive and they they're handling their business, 
it makes it easier for her to shine and thrive and be in her bag, right? But I, I got to think that's outside of business too. Like if you're just your friend group, your family group, the people around you, like if you are supported and mm-hmm. um, all of the weight of your life is not, or, or, and other people's lives are on you, mm-hmm. you know, moms go through that a lot. Like moms, you know, they're carrying everybody's load. They're carrying the kids' load. They're carrying sometimes the husband load. And they're carrying their parents' load. And then how can you possibly be the best, best version of yourself? And that carries over into, like, work and business. Like what Alicia was talking about, how, you know, when her team is not strong, she really can't be in her bag like that. And um, I felt that because we have a small team. And sometimes if we're over, when I'm overwhelmed, I for sure can't do my best work. I absolutely, if I'm working, if I'm worried because the hair person made, did my hair ridiculously (laughs) and I'm messing with my hair for 10 minutes before a conversation, it's impossible for me to be locked into what I'm about to talk about if I'm worried about somebody else's job. That makes sense? Of course it makes sense. So I love that she shared that. And it is really true. And I guess it goes back to what I always talk about on this podcast. It's like, who are the people around you? Who are the people that you surround yourself with? Not just from in a workspace, but like in an emotional space, because that carries over to that emotional too. So I felt that deeply. Also, I I, I felt <laughs> her clear understanding of the word no. Word, me too, man. I felt that. Even though she didn't seem, the way she said it was a little kooky. Like we didn't even, she was like, sometimes it's yes. And then I mean, and then maybe. But what she said, if you really listen to it. I didn't think it was all that kooky. I think, didn't she, think so? I think what she was trying, what made it kooky was because when we're thinking about whether or not we want to do something, we try to make up reasons and excuses to make something work when we really at first instinct the answer was no so that's why she went in that little ramp we could play play the clip play the clip i have learned to also trust my gut and i know what yes feels like i know what yes feels like Mm -hmm. i'm very clear about what yes feels like and i know how it feels when it's a maybe Mm-hmm. And I know what it feels like when it's like, it's not really a no, but I think that it's going to make a few people happy. So I make it turn into a yes, because I think that it's going to be nice for those people. <laughs> but it's not a yes. It's a no. It wasn't a yes. It was a maybe. And so if it's not a yes, then it's a no. A no. That is really good. Why do we do that? Why? Why do we say it's a maybe because it would be nice for other people? Well, we do that because we care about people. And sometimes it feels good to do things for other people. Yes. If you have the bandwidth, if you have it to give, what happens is if you don't have it to give and you're exhausted Mm -hmm. and then you do things to make other people happy, then who's on the floor tired, exhausted? It's you. You're on the floor. And the person you tried to be happy is happy, frolicking all over the place. And you're the one who's on the floor exhausted. We all do that. We all do that, especially uh, people pleasers. People pleasers, you know who I'm talking to. You're listening to this and you're one, you know what. I don't think I'm much of a people pleaser. But I don't I, see it. You don't see it? <laughs> I don't, don't think I'm a people it. pleaser? Not at no, all. No, 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 but I do have guilt. Yeah, sometimes if I feel like somebody deserves something or if I really want to but can't, then I feel bad. I feel like, okay, yes. God, this would have been, we should have did that That's for true. I will have guilt I give myself guilt. I'm getting better at it, though. I'm getting better at if I if I have it to give, I give it. But if I don't have it to give, then the answer is no. The answer is I don't have it to give. So no. 
and just being mindful of that. But for people who are people pleasers, this is especially important for you because you just got to be in touch with when when a no is a no and it's okay to be a no. It's a no. It's not a maybe. It's not an if. It's a no. It's a no. Normally the first instinct, whatever that initial reaction is, is normally the right answer. That is one thing I do. I, I do try to listen to that. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Farian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Because whenever you go against it, it's never right. You always know that. Uh, and she says that she learned that after doing like work on herself and really tra- learning how to communicate better. Because she does say that she had a problem like being in touch with her real feelings and her real emotions because she's been actually such a people pleaser. Or and she wanted to know like everything she did was like, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? Uh, how do you feel about this? She always looked for people's opinions and people's, um, you know, how, how everyone else felt about something. And she just recently has been doing work and learned how to 
open in, up, open up and get in touch with her own feelings, which then translates into your relationship. Because if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're hurting your feelings and you don't know how to tell somebody that they're hurting your feelings in a healthy kind of way, that is not good in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So she says it's actually been helpful in her relationship to be able to be in touch with her emotions and fully communicate them. Um, and she did a lot of work in that space. So I thought that was really interesting. What else? What are some takeaways from you, young Brittany? Oh, well, th- elaborating on that, like she used to keep all of the emotions that she had bottled up inside. And then she realized that she would start having resentment and anger. And then she wouldn't. Re- she thought that she was letting things roll off of her back. But in actuality, something would pop up and it would trigger her. And she was like, wait, I, I guess I cared more than I thought I did. Yeah, that's usually the case. Got me. Got her. Sorry. That usually is the case when we bury things. Two things happen. Number one, things will pop up. You didn't even realize you were angry at because you've been burying, burying, burying. And also what she, I think, also was trying to explain that burying, burying, burying feelings and, you know, things going on with you, eventually you don't know yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. Eventually you're like, how do I feel? Mm -hmm. If you don't learn how to properly you know, voice and express your emotions, you can get lost. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what she was explaining, which was super honest. And Well, she used an example of her and Swiss about how something happens and she feels uncomfortable in the moment. She might not talk about it right then that night, but she'll go back. She'll bring it back. She'll bring it back to uh it. I loved how she said it, too, because it sounded like so healthy. It sounded like a very very sophisticated (laughs) way to argue, but not argue, but just kind of get your point across and hopefully have your partner hear you. Play that clip. Someone says something to me and my stomach goes. "Mm." Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. And something hurt. I'm like, oh, whatever. The way they said that, like that, that didn't feel right for me. What did that mean? Why would they have said it like that? Why did it feel like they referenced back something old that we already settled, but it came back? Whatever it might be. Now, in that moment, maybe I don't bring it up. But if I have felt that 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 zing, then I make it a point to come back to that. Mm. And I will say, hey, can I can I talk with you? You know, we were talking the other day and you you said and it just felt like you were like coming at me and mm. it didn't feel right. And I just wanted to ask you, like, what did you mean? Because maybe I read it wrong. I don't want to take it out of context. How, what did, what made you say that? And then they can have a place to speak to me about it. That's and I good. can have a place to, but I found in the past, I would just hold it, feel it, and then, you know, create potential resentment or whatever, whatever. whatever. I'm for sure <laughs> that have, that for sure is going to come up for me. Like, I'm going to think about that when something's bothering me with somebody. Mm-hmm. Wait, come back around. Hey, you know, that time when Actually, you said that, it, it hurt my feeling. <laughs> she's so she's so sweet how she shares. I know. I don't know that I have that in me, but but it is uh, to aspire to. She uses that same method, too, when she uh, we talk about her kids, her two boys mm-hmm. and how she also kind of uses that same tactic when talking to them. There's this cute clip that we played in the interview. You should check it out of Genesis. <laughs> telling his mom put a boob away yeah to put her boobs her away. relationship with her son is so cute yeah. but you know alicia has this new play that she's doing and i guess she had been taking a lot of time out to work on the play and he kind of threw a fit you remember this no yeah he threw a fit and he was like mom you stupid oh, oh you're not play. spending time with, with yeah yeah your stupid play why are you t- why are you over there with your stupid play 
And she was like, hey, I don't call yourself stupid. It was like telling about what kind of parent she is. Yes. And she and she she's like, you know, mom, really, I really care about this. I spend a lot of time on it. Like wrote instead of uh, another parent might scold. Like, how dare you talk to your mom? I definitely come from that time. Yeah, we definitely don't ever talk to me in our our household. It's definitely don't talk to me like that. It's also like you don't pay no bills in this house. Yep. You going to pay the bills? I got to go to work. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. But she's like, hey. This is important to mommy. And explaining, right. Yeah. And then he ended up watching him play. And having opinions and, and being into it. And yeah, I what? saw him that night. He loved it. I was there the night he saw it. He was definitely, he was definitely having a good time and like in awe of the whole thing, which was really cute to see. She also talks about how she had like a moment of breakdown in front of her son in the car. Kind of like Kelly Rowland. Remember Kelly Rowland yes. shared a similar story? Yes. I love when people are that honest because... Sometimes in those moments where you're like crying in front of your child because you're just exhausted emotionally, sometimes you could think you're crazy. Really? Yes. Some people could feel like... It's natural to cry. It is. We know that. But like, I don't think that every person who has a moment where they're like, they're not in control of themselves and how they feel and they're just crying. You can't even really explain why you're crying. You're just releasing. Yes. That you could feel a little like, am I losing my mind? Mm. And sometimes when you hear like an Alicia Keys or Kelly Rowland talk about, yeah, oh, just the other day I was boohooing in the car because I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like, oh, maybe last Thursday that wasn't so nuts of me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had one a good one of those in a while, but I think I would enjoy it. I think if that could come up for me, I would actually enjoy that. Like, oh, this is freeing. Uh, but I love when people share that deeply. So, yeah, we had a good time with Alicia Keys. Her her play is amazing, by the way. If you get a chance to check it out, just went to Broadway. Um, it's like loosely based around her life. We do talk about that in the episode. We also talk about the diary coming on her its anniversary. 20th anniversary. Yeah. And she's just in a good place. She's um, She worked really hard to be where she is. She's like... You know, by the way, we didn't even talk about this, but if you watch this episode, you'll see she goes into deeply like how she resolved her issues with her father. Not even necessarily resolved, just moved forward. Yeah. She said she kind of met him where he was. And I don't know. I I thought that was super interesting. And, you know, she talks about her mom and doing this play for her mom and and just kind of like the evolution of of her family and her family dynamic. And then also the holidays are here. So she talked about how her family's does the holidays, which one of those I for sure am taking away and biting. You know, I love to bite something off the podcast. That's what in real life is all about. <laughs> bite everything you can. If we like it, we take it. That's <laughs> it. We like it. J Balvin said happy on a one to ten. We took it. It's ours. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys said on the holidays, they do a grab bag, Secret Santa, but all the gifts have to be handmade. I took it. I took it. I'm doing that this year. You got to let us know how that goes. I next will. One. In the next episode, in the next te- takeaway episode, we'll go through how that went. But I'm trying that this year, guys. We'll see. My family is not that cooperative about it. But <laughs> Neither is Alicia, apparently. <laughs> They're not that cooperative, but I'm really going to give it a try and see how this goes. So, uh... Yeah, we'll be back soon with a new episode. But if you haven't seen the Alicia Keys interview, uh, you can now. It's on my YouTube page. And please subscribe and share with a friend. And we'll check you out on the next Edge Martinez IRL Takeaway. Bye, guys. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is 
To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 